are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka, where I sit down and interview the top SaaS founders, like Eric Wan from Zoom. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. We've published thousands of these interviews, and if you want to sort through them quickly by revenue or churn, CAC, valuation, or other metrics, the easiest way to do that is to go to gitlatka.com and use our filtering tool. It's like a big Excel sheet for all of these podcast interviews. Check it out right now at gitlatka.com. Guys, SweetCX360.com launched 15 years ago. It's a consulting plus SaaS play. The pure SaaS revenue a year ago was about $780,000 on track to do 1.8 this year. And one of our other podcast guests heard Valerie on the show, had mutual connections, and actually bought Valerie's company. Uh, Call for a $3 million headline number. She's now happily working at Question Pro, building that team. Uh, Learned a ton and again, hoping to grow this year. She did it all bootstrapped, which we love. Hey, folks, my guest today is a familiar face, Miss Valerie Peck. She's the founder of SweetCX360.com. It's customer experience design and diagnostics. You may remember her. She came on the show a while ago, and she's got some news to share. Valerie, are you ready to take us to the top? Absolutely. All right. So what happened since news, when we last spoke? Yeah, we've been acquired. So it's really interesting. We're one of the unicorns uh, that actually in this interesting time and age has gotten acquired. We'd been talking to a number of people, and one of the things that was really important to us was fit, right? So uh, there's different ways of growing your business. One of them is getting investment and more people and a little wind beneath your wings. And so in talking to Vivek, who was introduced to us by a mutual friend, Mark Mandel, uh, and he'll come to play in a moment as well, uh, we started finding all sorts of common uh opportunities. Uh, We plug a hole for Question Pro because they didn't have a tool to pull a lot of their different products and tools together. And they fill a lot of little holes for us because they have the tools that we normally use on the consulting side of the business. Mm -hmm. So the way the deal went down well, Valerie, hold on that, before. Let's leave it okay. as an open look so the audience can listen in. But as guys, you for, wish. For context, guys, <laughs> on Valerie, again, she came on the show back in April of 2022 and shared that they were doing about $65,000 a month in MRR, so about $780,000 per year. They were serving 30 customers, and their model was about a $10,000 setup fee. People were then paying a $26,000 ACV. Their largest customer was paying $100,000 per year. The smallest was five dollars per year. Uh, and in 2021, they had a nice blend of consulting services, professional services, and pure SaaS growing nicely. She is bootstrapped. They're growing 10 to 20% year over year. So she retained her optionality to do whatever she wanted. She had no board. She had no crazy valuation she had to sell for. So Valerie, on that note, first off, correct me if any of that was wrong. But on that note, what Well, we happened? did have a board, but okay. they're very flexible and have been with me because uh, they, the two, three of them were my... my uh, Partners are the founders of Peppers and Rogers. So um, they they all were all for what we were doing in, in the loop of all of this. And in fact, Don Peppers is a good friend of Vivek's. So one of the interesting things when you do networking and acquisitions, a lot of times the who you know, as well as the what you know, becomes important. So when people try to triangulate around whether a deal is good or not, right, it often comes down to the people as well as the numbers you so quickly uh, put it out. Mm-hmm. So that was really interesting. So after it was a good, probably four months of up and back with a couple of little halts in the middle, uh, we came to an agreement 
And uh, we sold the intellectual property of the consulting firm to Sweet CX. And then uh, the team at uh, Question Pro purchased Sweet CX. So that was back in October of 2022. And uh, we've had a little ramp up since then. So we've gotten a little bit of a grace period to start understanding how we're going to integrate our business as well as integrating the products and solutions. Mm -hmm. And in the meantime, we got a whale of a client, uh, one that had been our client for a couple of years, doubled again what they had been doing from a uh, a functional perspective with us. And I think our contract was 550000 So that was a nice welcome present for mm -hmm. Vivek and his team. And since then, we've been apace, doing pretty much the same thing as we have been doing. And now we're just on kind of the precipice of really starting to take uh, an integrated approach. Mm -hmm. So our editorial calendar, our webinars, all of our marketing tools and tactics and things like that have all been percolating a little bit as we've been running as a fully separated subsidiary. But now we're starting to fold things in. Right. So that's going to be really interesting. We're so going to Valerie, see what do you think inside of later inside of Question Pro? What do you think just the SWEX business line will do in revenue this year? Uh, we're expected to do between one point eight and two million. OK. And are you on so track to do that? Rather than. Yep. Rather than the 20 percent increases. Uh, we're looking for a 50% increase. That's great. And then take and us into the details. You know, deals like this. Five percent there now. Deals like this die a thousand deaths before they close. Take us into the war path. Tell me, tell me all the times this deal almost uh, died. Why did it almost die? What were the terms? Well, there were two really critical pieces. Critical piece number one was really getting to an agreement on the fit. Again, that was really important to us. How would we be working with the different departments? And, you know, the, the kind of the bottom line was, uh, gee, I can go to anyone and get surveys now. How am I going to deal with getting just a question pro survey tool? Are we going to be able to be open for our existing clients? Because they all have different tools, including question pro, or are we going to be closed? Right. So it was important to me to stay open. But then uh, when, when appropriate, cross-sell the Question Pro tools because that was really an important thing uh, from an integration perspective. And then uh, the second piece was a very interesting one that I think a lot of startups have. We are a qualified SB1202 company, which in short terms means that we incorporated under the terms that if we stayed in business for five years, and then we sold under this particular incorporation phase. We had no capital gains for any of the shareholders. Now, that's really sweet for the person who is selling the company. Unfortunately, buyers are set up so that they want to do an asset purchase. And an asset purchase then results in a 50% capital gains cost for the sellers. So interestingly enough, our tax code is not designed to be particularly conducive to M&A. So... Uh, it ended up being kind of a decision whether or not uh, the the buyer, Vivek, was going to gross up what we got so we would be made whole from a, a perspective of him being able to write off the assets or the alternate way of him buying stock, not being able to write off as much, but letting us end up in a better position from a capital gains perspective. So that went up and back. And that probably was the most difficult for everyone to deal with because 
it was it was uh, a lot a lot of effort on either side to be able to mitigate that. So fortunately, I have a really good M and A uh, attorney and tax guy, and he came up with some really good solutions that helped mitigate that. So we got over that speed bump. Like uh, what? Uh, well, one or two of the things is how you allocate your resources and R&D fees. So how much you can write off from an R&D uh, development perspective. And then um, what we actually did, interestingly enough, is a couple of my shareholders said that they would waive their shares so that we could then uh, pump those up a little bit. And uh, the two founders who did most of the work, my CTO and myself, we get a little bit of a bump so that that allows us to have a little bit of a lower selling price so that we then uh, all came out as a win-win. Mm-hmm. So what was that? So your headline? key there is get a great tax person and a great accountant when you're doing this. <laughs> yeah. So what was the headline acquisition sort of deal price? Not cash, not earn out, like the, just the, the headline deal number. Yeah, it was, a, well, if you were looking at three years, it would be about probably two million. And why do you say were, three years? Well, because we did an installment sale. Another thing that's very typical in, in uh, I'm opening my uh, total umbrella here, uh, it, an installment sale allows you to, well, allows the buyer to make sure that they're buying something that's going to keep going and keep making money. And the seller has some satisfaction of being involved in that over time. So think of it as a house, right? You have a down payment. And then based on your terms and conditions, you have subsequent payments to not only the the team that is staying on, but the shareholders that are probably going to be bought out. I see. So $3 million headline price, looking at all the potential earnings over the next three years, how much of yep. that was cash up front? Um, I'm not at liberty to say based on our agreement, but it it would be if you were doing a three-year agreement, one could assume that it was be close to something like that. Like one third. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so why, let, let's, again, we're, we're talking about hypotheticals now because you can't confirm or deny this, but you know, the company's already doing about a million a year in revenue, right? You know, if you sell for three, a 3 million headline price, and let's just say hypothetically only a million of that is up front. I mean, why not just keep running it yourself? You're already doing a million a year. Very interesting that, again, that was a significant decision point of what we should do, whether we run that or not, right? And there were a number of good reasons for it. The The first good reason was the opportunity for me to grow back into my consulting roots and to do more of what I loved and less of what I really, frankly, didn't like, which was software sales. So that's where Mark Mandel comes in is uh, he was part of this uh, introduction and deal. He loves doing software. I hate it, right? Now I get to be free and have a global consulting practice as a capstone, frankly, to my career. And the software side gets well taken care of by Mark and his sales team. So that was a big consideration from a lifestyle perspective. So Mark has been retained by Question Pro now. He's an employee yes, of Question Pro. he is Pro. now VP of sales for North America. Oh, for- very interesting. Yeah, for CX. Yeah. So, uh, and again, so that that was very helpful. Um, A couple of the other people in the team wanted to step out and do less. So that gave me the opportunity to let them do that and to bring some new people in. And uh, probably, I I don't know. I mean, I've done a lot of 
work when I was at uh, KPMG and PwC and Money Tree and all those elements, as you probably well know, is that money in the hand is worth a lot. So in order for me, me to make that headline, I would have had to triple in size personally. And in order to do that, I would have to then go back to my 401ks and rob them again of almost that much money to be able to make the money back again. Mm -hmm. So having an investment like that over the period of time that you're saying is far more, uh, the cash flow is far better when you're doing an alignment and a sale like this as compared to trying to make it yourself bootstrapping. When you talked so, about when you talked about the qualified SB twelve oh two company, I believe what you're I think what that is, you're talking about QSBS, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So guys, just quick, quick breakdown on this because then I want to ask about the three million deal price. QSBS, if you are common, if you're a common stock owner and you've held your stock for more than five years and you sell, you can shelter a huge up to about $10 million, assuming you're not setting up a bunch of trusts or something like that. So it's Correct. $10 million. So With lots of red lines of what kind of company it is as well. Yeah. So, so they've, like, theoretically, they've tightened those rules quite a bit. Theoretically, though, like if you sold for three million bucks, I'm making this up now at this point, and you and you personally made a million dollars in cash from the deal. Theoretically, you shouldn't have to pay any taxes on that. Correct. 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 Now, part of that overall deal, though, is salaries and benefits and perks and spiffs. Mm -hmm. So, if you look at that total deal, it is not just a cash price deal; it's a mix, which is another thing that that was. Again, for where we are in, in um, you know, if I was 28, I might want a different deal. Yeah. So help me understand. Right? I guess so where I'm not following does the rest that make of this sense? is with a 50% cap gains cost for Vivek and the buyer, I guess I'm not understanding how that correlates with the QSBS Well, okay. Shelter. So if I had to pay taxes, so say it's $100,000, right? He's going to give me $100,000 that's sheltered, right? Or he's going to give me $150,000 that's taxed. But why would you choose to not shelter the money you make on this? You have QSBS. Well, because he wanted he wanted an asset deal because he can write 100% of the cost of the company down immediately oh. in year one. So you can't use where, QSBS this, if it's not a full sale. If it's an asset sale, correct. you can't. If it's not no. a sale of stock, stock's the thing. So this is the, the friction point that the tax code has set up that buyers and sellers have to navigate because it makes it so that it is either, uh, you know, a benefit of to one or the other, uh, which are almost opposite, right? So if he, if, if you, if you buy stock, the buyer can't write off those assets. Mm. If they buy assets, the seller has to pay tax on the stock. I sale. See. You can't use QSBS coverage there. Correct. Yeah. Correct. So that that makes it that makes it, it and again there's probably I don't know what the subset of those types of companies are but in in the valley and where I grew up in in the bay area that that was something that you know 15 years ago when we started Sweet CX that was a real feather in a cap of somebody who was trying to optimize their uh, career of having this particular thing. So that's where our attorney came in and said, you know, let's grab this opportunity because it is a big one. Mm -hmm. Well, Valerie, congratulations on your capstone. What an exciting moment for you. And I can't wait to see what you and Vivek do today, though. We're out of time. Let's wrap up with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite book? 
Uh, right now, actually, it is Peppers and Rogers Managing Customer Experience Edition number four. Yep, you're very consistent. That was also last year. That's what did you say? Well, I it's my it's all dog-geared now, and I give it to everybody. That's awesome. There's a few others that are good as well. Number two, <laughs> is there a CEO you're following or studying? Uh, interestingly enough, I'm following what's going on with First Republic right now. Mm-hmm. Yep. Number so f- the CEO and team there, uh, I think, are nav- navigating a really difficult situation quite quite well from a customer experience perspective. Yeah, money is certainly a confidence game and we're seeing that. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building Sweet CX? For building Sweet CX? Uh, Actually, I'm having quite some fun with ChatGPT. There you go. (laughs) I just did a poem for Sweet CX. (laughs) That's awesome. How many hours of sleep are you getting every night? I am now back to six hours of sleep again. It's awesome. <laughs> That's great. And um, I think last time you said not married, six kids. Is that still accurate? Happily not married for 17 years now with my there significant you... other, who is oh. our CTO. Yeah. You are married. Nope. Nope. We're happily unmarried for 17 oh. years. Oh, amazing. <laughs> okay. But six, six kiddos, six kiddos. Yep. And did you yep. celebrate yeah. a birthday since we last spoke? You said you were 67 last uh, time. Yep. Well, 68. Yeah. Well, happy, so I'm, yeah. happy late birthday. Last question. Still on Some, the right side of the turf. That's right. Well, you've got, you've got the energy of a 20 year old. So I can't wait to see what you do next. <laughs> Last question, Valerie, something you wish you knew when you were 20. I wish I knew how difficult it was to actually start up and run a business beyond knowing the thing that, you know, all the things that went around it. So I could have gotten smart sooner. Guys, SweetCX360.com launched 15 years ago. It's a consulting plus SaaS play. The pure SaaS revenue a year ago was about $780,000 on track to do 1.8 this year. And one of our other podcast guests heard Valerie on the show, had mutual connections, and actually bought Valerie's company uh, for for a $3 million headline number. She's now happily working at Question Pro, building that team. Uh, learned a ton and again, hoping to grow this year. She did it all bootstrapped, which we love. Valerie, thank you for taking us to the top. My pleasure. You have a great one. Don't do anything I would do.